Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. Today is Saturday, February the 6th, and it's been a relatively slow news week compared to what was going on last week. Everyone was coming down from the GameStop and Dogecoin craze. Elon Musk made an appearance on Clubhouse, the new app that's popping. We're now seeing Mark Zuckerberg made his own appearance. So this new Clubhouse app is gaining some steam as people are trying to find innovative ways to spend their free time. As we're still in this pandemic and people are trying to take advantage of having more free time on their hands. So we could hop right into the sports section where the week has been dominated by NBA news. The NFL is kind of on standby as everyone's anticipating the Super Bowl. Everyone's getting excited for the new GOAT and Patrick Mahomes taking on the old GOAT and Tom Brady. Everyone's making their predictions, their bets. Everyone's making the socially distant and socially responsible plans to gather to view the event that's every year one of the biggest shows in the world. So as people gather together on Super Bowl Sunday, and the day you're hearing this, everyone will know the result. I wish everyone good luck in the game, as I've already established that I believe that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will become two-time back-to-back champions. I hope that everyone stays safe out there and enjoys the games. But on the NBA side of things, there's been plenty of narratives that are coming into fruition as we are approaching the halfway point of the season. Now, we've had our own fair share of coronavirus issues with the NBA, but we're making it through. And if you're a fan of any players or any teams, they're getting into their full form as they prepare to make their push to make the playoffs. But speaking of the playoffs... The Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference team you may have remembered if you watched the NBA Finals last year, the Miami Heat were taking on the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals to win the trophy, to win it all. But for some reason, the coronavirus, injuries, everything that could happen to a good team has happened to the Miami Heat. For the most part, they've maintained their same roster that they made it to the finals with, but they haven't been able to have a fully healthy team in a while. And now that they're starting to get it, they still don't look all the way cohesive as a team. So the last time we've really seen the Miami Heat look like a competitive playoff team was in the NBA Finals. Now they have the phenomenal superstar that is Jimmy Butler. The growing star that is Bam Adebayo, who's growing at an unprecedented rate as an NBA player. And they have phenomenal role players in Goran Dragic, Kendrick Nunn, phenomenal shooters in Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson. They seem to have all the makings of, at minimum, a top five team in the East. But at the moment, they aren't on the best path to even making the playoffs. So now the new narrative is becoming, was the bubble a fluke? The NBA bubble where we saw players like Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray look like top 10 players in the league. 
routinely scoring 40-plus points at will, they became liabilities for the opposing teams as defenders did not know what to do with them. But it did bring about the question, was the bubble just built for certain teams? Could certain players just look better in that environment? And it seems that we might be getting somewhat of an answer to that question as we're now seeing the Miami Heat take a big step back without any significant moves that would logically explain them doing so. But on the other side of things, we have the Utah Jazz led by Donovan Mitchell, a player who was upset in a Game 7 in the bubble, has come into his own as an NBA star. I'd argue he's become a top 20 player in the league now. And the team around him has adjusted their game plan, credit to the coach of the team, to become a lethal three-point shooting team led by the great scorer that is Donovan Mitchell and the defensive beast that Rudy Gobert is in the paint. So while I don't believe that they've proven just enough that they can legitimately compete for the title, They've shown that they will be a formidable force in the Western Conference for the foreseeable future. Now, another narrative that is accompanying that is the Dallas Mavericks, another team that looked pretty stout in the NBA bubble this past season. Led by Luka Doncic, who many believe to be the second coming, the new great player of the league, the son, the next big thing in the NBA. But unfortunately, this this season of his has been plagued by horrific three-point shooting. His teammates, frankly, not playing above their means. At best, they play at their talent level. And of course, he's been missing for a large part of the season his partner in crime, Kristaps Przingis. But that's not a good enough explanation. This team flat out looks like they do not deserve to be in the playoffs. They're getting decimated by good teams and at best competing with bad ones. So now we're seeing Luka Doncic receiving all the big questions. Is he actually a superstar? Can he really lead your team to the NBA Finals? And to that I say, the kid is in his third year in the league. He has plenty of time to develop. The Dallas Mavericks have to fix their entire scheme as a team. It's not going to come down to Luka Doncic turning into a GOAT and leading them to the NBA Finals. They either have to restructure, replan, or start making some moves now if they want to give Luka a chance to win with their squad. So it remains to be seen what Luka will be at his best. But I think that the media needs to pull back a little bit on criticizing him so harshly. We're seeing Trey Young, the same player that was drafted in his class and in fact was traded for him, going through his own development issues. He had his own streak where he was missing and now he's back. He got a lot of adequate talent added to his team and now they're competing for their playoff spot. So give these young players time. No player just comes in the league and is a LeBron, a Kobe, a Mike. That's so rare. And to demand that out of these 18, 19, 20-year-olds is preposterous. But it is fun to tell the stories about them, to build up the whole hype train on will this player be the next Michael Jordan? Will this player save the NBA? 
but in the case of Luka, it will remain to be seen. Now, another player who's been going through his own set of issues is Russell Westbrook. I've came on here, I spoke about how it looks like he's on his decline, how it looks like Russell Westbrook is a fringe detriment to his team, and I know that that's harsh to say, but he doesn't seem like he could be a valuable asset on a championship team unless he takes a much smaller role on the team relative to what it is now where he needs the ball in his hands essentially every play. But this past week, the Washington Wizards took on the Brooklyn Nets, a team with its own sets of schematic issues that it needs to address, and put up 140-plus points on them. But in addition to that, the Nets were up by five points. The game was, for all intents and purposes, sealed. and with 10 seconds on the clock, the leading NBA scorer at the moment, Bradley Beal, sprints down the court and chucks up a three. Bang! It hits. They're now down by two points. All the Nets have to do is inbound the ball, hit the free throws, game over, go home, be with your family. But instead, they throw a sloppy pass, deflected, passed out to Russell Westbrook for the three. Bang! Russell Westbrook hits it. He wins the game for the Wizards, and the narrative of him does a complete 180. So Russell Westbrook is starting to get back in the groove of things. He claimed that he was playing through an injury, which I don't understand why he chose to do that, particularly because the team right now isn't looking like anything close to a championship team. So you would think he would be better served getting completely healthy and then building something from scratch that they can rely on for the future. But alas, he's coming back to being healthy, and we'll see what Russell Westbrook can do for the future. And lastly, the big narrative for the NBA this week was a lesser-known player, Fred Van Fleet, a player for the Toronto Raptors. He was a pivotal player during their NBA championship run, He recently re-signed with his team and became the highest paid undrafted player in NBA history. And this week he dropped 54 points, becoming the highest scoring undrafted player in NBA history, claiming the record for most points in Toronto Raptors history, and overall set a precedence and became a role model for any players who couldn't make it in the draft and still have dreams of being in the NBA, as he is showing that he is on the verge of being an all-star level player on the Toronto Raptors. And he's representing everything that the whole pop culture is about. He committed to getting better. He didn't think about what couldn't happen, what wouldn't happen, what shouldn't happen, and put all of his mental energy into becoming a great player. And brought that to fruition as I congratulate Fred Van Fleet on having a very memorable career that's still far from over. But that'll conclude things on the sports side of the news as we move on to music. Where again, the industry is wide open for someone to come in and make their mark until these major people release. But there is a budding star that I've been seeing all over the internet and there's been a lot of conversations about 
a new rapper emerging by the name of Pooh Shiesty. He has a hit song with rapper Little Dirk. He seemed to be affiliated with former rapper King Vaughn, rest in peace. And as I mentioned, he seems to be one of a few artists trying to take advantage of the moment. Another one of those artists being CJ, the rapper out of New York, who's had his own sets of stories being told about him that is all hearsay, so I can't comment too much on it. But CJ's trying to make his own hit songs and recapture the New York energy that's being represented by this emergence of the New York drill scene that was, of course, brought into prominence, particularly by Pop Smoke, who also unfortunately met his demise rest in peace to him as well but in other news cardi b is mounting her return as she released a new single up and seems to be preparing for her media run in order to release her next her sophomore project this year and likewise some other news is still gaining in the industry as a lot of hands are moving a lot of money is jumping around We just saw Bob Dylan selling part of his catalog as well. But one of the bigger stories this week was by Little Uzi Vert, the Philadelphia rapper, for his own undisclosed reasons, decided to implant a pink diamond. It's reported at being worth $24 million, but that is unconfirmed. He implanted this pink diamond into the center of his head. Seemingly representing a third eye of sorts. Now fans and casuals alike have engaged in their own sets of dialogue regarding whether or not this was a good idea. What was his intentions? Was this just a waste of money? Or is he just putting a target on his back for people to try and make a come up? Personally, to each his own. It's his money. He made that decision. I don't think it looks that bad. It just is abnormal to what we typically see. We've never seen a diamond in that part of your face. So if anything is going to be memorable until you see kids everywhere with diamonds in their heads, which I don't believe will happen, he's always going to be remembered for being the kid who put a diamond in his head. And he was already remembered for music, so that will only add to his legacy. As to whether it was a good or bad financial investment, that remains to be seen as we don't know if that's an appreciating asset. We don't know if that diamond is easily removable. I just hope that he didn't damage anything in his head that could put him at risk in the future. Some people are choosing to now call him by a new name. Not just Little Uzi Vert, but Little Uzi Vision. I will be looking forward to the next Little Uzi Vision project. I think he'll have some new sounds to go along with the new diamond. And we'll see what impact this diamond will have on Little Uzi's career. I had to go into my media voice. as That's what everyone reporting on it chose to do. Go crazy over what impact this diamond will have. But hey, people typically don't accept new ideas. Until everyone seems to be on the train. So we'll see what impact this has. If he released a Go album with this diamond. Who knows? He might influence a generation. 
But I will recommend that if anyone is considering to replicate that, please think of your financial situation and your health situation and put that into your decision-making process. But speaking of vision, this new show by Marvel, WandaVision, I had reported that I wasn't necessarily excited per se about it. I was intrigued by it. The trailer seemed like it was just a sitcom based on the characters Wanda, also known as the Scarlet Witch, and Vision, the man with the mind stone in his head, and pretty much the exact same place that little Uzi got his implant. And there started to be some media hype surrounding this show. People said it's not what it seems. There's some secret stories remaining to be revealed. And there was enough attention for me to move out of my way and watch the show as I was originally going to just wait for it to finish out the season. But I must say, in my exploration of what all the talk was about, the show delivered. I highly recommend WandaVision if you're a fan of Marvel, if you're familiar with the characters, they do them justice. And there's an underlying backstory that we still don't know the answer to. We have to wait for next week's episode and the week after to see what happens. So without spoiling it too much, it's pretty much a world seemingly created by Wanda for her and Vision to live in. And in this world, nothing is really what it seems. So if you're interested in some mystery, there's a sprinkle of action here and there, or just overall want to watch something Marvel-related, WandaVision is currently the highest-rated Marvel show, with, at the moment, a audience score of 80% and a critic score in the high 90s. So if you're at all interested, I have to say go forth and watch it. It's on Disney+. And if you want to engage in any dialogue on it, my line is open. I'm willing to talk about it. I have my own theories in the works. And I may just come and reveal them, now that I've given no fair warning on this new show, WandaVision. But lastly, we turn to the gaming industry where all the news was about the GameStop stock making broke people into millionaires, millionaires into broke people, hedge funds into some very controversial figures. And the train finally fell off the tracks. The stock plummeted and came back to still hovering a little bit above what it should be. And if you didn't pull out early enough, you were in some big trouble. And now there's reports that people are trying to put out a movie about what happened. They're currently casting. I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe they'll play the hedge funds that had all these issues going on. It will be funny to see them having their heads look like they're about to fall off after seeing how much money they were about to lose. And we'll see what happens with that. In, In other gaming news, we're seeing virtual reality start to penetrate the market. It's still early. And in fact, if you're at all interested, there's an opportunity if you want to be one of the early people into virtual reality, if you could create content around that, that's a wide open area arena that you could enter in. And it's something that's going to be implemented in the future when the Oculus, when the, all these devices that put you in the game become more readily available.
And I think the biggest barrier to entry in that field will be the fact that not everyone has a space where they can walk around and do all those activities. There's all sorts of funny clips all over the internet of people falling into things, losing themselves, having no idea where they are. There's definitely its own set of health risks involved in investing in it, but I'm sure there will be a time when it's normal to have those devices in your house where in a moment's plug-in and play, you could be walking around LA, walking around Europe, walking around China as if you were truly there. But that's all the news on the gaming side and brings us to the end of today's episode. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you taking your time out to hear what I think about what's going on in the world. I'm trying to make the episodes a little bit shorter, a little more bite-sized to not take up too much of your time unless there's specific events or when I do my wrap-ups that might be a little bit more involved. But I think the best value would be in giving you what's going on, giving you my opinion and how it can help you, and keeping it moving. So I hope you appreciate me taking out my time to do so. As always, let me know if there's any ways I can improve on this podcast as I'm always striving to get better. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture.